we're, we're nerds, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're geeks, right? It's kind of our thing. We're initiated. Yeah. We like what we like. Sometimes maybe uh, we go out in public and we wear shirts with some of our favorite characters of, of lore, various lore or things that we're into, correct? All the time. Because we want to represent, you know? And it makes me happy. It makes me happy too. So if like if yeah. I'm if I'm somewhere in town and I see somebody wearing like a Batman shirt or a dime a dozen, even the Flash shirts are, you know, very popular. But if you see like mm -hmm. an obscure a more obscure character, you know, you're more bound to be like, Oh, hey, cool shirt, man. I like that. Yeah. Like that time I was out and I saw a dude with a booster gold shirt on. When, dude. We sat, we talked for a minute. I didn't know him from Adam. You didn't know him from Adam or the Adam. You know or what I mean? Adam. You know, or, or Black Adam, or Black Adam, or Adam Strange, <laughs> Adam's family. You know, so, it doesn't matter. You, you, there's a there's like a mutual, I don't know, like a kinship. You know, there's a shared respect. Yep. You know? I say all that to say, I'm wearing a Joker shirt. I'm going. I'm going into. Peter Chang's, not to be confused with P.F. Chang's kids. I'm picking up some Chinese food. I get the chicken fried rice with the extra egg. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm getting stoked. I got the baby boy in tow with me. I'm, I already put in the order. I'm just there to pick it up. There's a nice girl behind the counter, and she sees me, and I see her, and she goes, hey, I like your shirt. And I look down, and I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. And it's the Bruce Tim 1992 animated series Joker, okay, voiced by the very talented Mark Hamal. Hamal. Mark Hamal. <laughs> so I say, oh yeah, thanks. And she looks at me seriously and goes, that's the 80s. Uh, that's the one from the 80s, huh? And I could have just let it go. And then? I could have just let it go. <laughs> I could have let it go, but I stared Martin Lutherly <laughs> back at her. You know, <laughs> I look at her and I go, mm, no, it's the 1992 one. It's the Bat animated series one. Now, when I say animated series, what am I talking about? T.A.S. This right. th the greatest animated cartoon of all time. Right. The animated series. The animated series. Not Brave and Bold. Not right. Beyond. Not, not even goddamn Super Friends. Yeah. Right. Okay. So when I said, no, it's the 90s one from the, she goes, is it the 90s? I was like, yeah, the animated series. She immediately responds. Mind you, I still haven't even gotten my food or paid for yet. She responds, well, there were so many and there were several. And there were several incarnations of the Joker too. I stared Martin Lutherly at her and I sat there as she got my food ready and I paid and I left. I, I could have sat there and, and engaged in, 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 a, in, a, in a heated battle like, what, what did you say to me? You think I'm just gonna walk around town wearing this shirt like of this, I don't even know which Joker this is? What, what do I look like? See, but that's the thing Like, we take pride in shit like that. But then we're also the same, the same people when we see like Gen Z kids wearing Rolling Stone shirts and we're like, name three songs. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to engage with me? Just, uh, you, but, you think I just bought it because it was green and purple? Right. And purple. Damn. I love purple. I mean, I guess I could have been like, the, oh, actually. I mean, I'm, you could have went ham on that. I know. I just don't you, believe or she used to just fuck there and be like, no, nah, this is the Heath Ledger Joker. <laughs> I guess I could have said a lot of things, you know? I could have said, come on, Sal. Tigers are playing tonight. <laughs>
I never miss a game. The Tigers are playing. Two nights. I never miss a game. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. Give me all you got! Listen. Give me all you got! You know, I don't know how to do laundry, Stuart. I've been needing laundry lessons. You're goddamn right. Welcome to Comic-Con. A geek podcast for the rest of us. A geek podcast for the rest. Welcome to Comic-Con's podcast, a geek podcast for the rest of us who are the motherfucking rest of us. Just give me my motherfucking phone call and police officers don't strike. We're police officers, not plumbers. OCP runs the cops. It's Dick Jones. Dick Jones. Ah, my name is Nick Stevens. I am your host. But we aren't we all trying to get to a Delta City future at some point, apparently. And uh, joining me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was almost there. Joining me on the ZWN Bucks 350. Thank you, sir, for joining me is Mr. James motherfucking Schuler, a.k.a. the real Dick Jones. You put Dick all the Jones. You put all the dick in the Jones, don't you? Put all the dick in the Dick Jones. You do. I mean, when I think of Dick and Jones, you're putting all that dick in that Jones. I put my knee into it. Mm, God damn. I'm getting dirty <laughs> and saucy with him. Yeah, man, we're talking about RoboCop. And yeah, Kamikazes, if you're really initiated, you know we've already talked about this movie way, way, way back in the day, many a moon ago. But this movie deserves a, a, a revisit because we're approaching its 35th anniversary. By the time this goes up, it will be the 35th anniversary. And I thought, hey, who else better than James Schuler to saunter down this, this nostalgic lane with me, you know? This memory lane of a fucked up movie and the reminder why none of us want to live in detroit hey you said it not me all i know is the near immediate future is looking pretty grim and um even a goddamn privatized police force can't save the day now where were you when you saw this i think at my uncle's house on vhs eight or nine something like that i was about seven when i saw this on vhs my mom rented it. She wanted to see it, you know, and, and, and we watched it together. Now, the only scene she fast forwarded was when our boy Bob Morton's snorting some coke off of some of his lady friends. Oh, some, oh, some ditties. <laughs> Mind you, she didn't fast forward the uh, Peter Weller getting blasted away in the first fucking 20 minutes of this movie. It's a grim fucking movie. It's rated R and it's rated R for a reason. But I mean, I remember watching it as a kid and I was immediately fucking sucked in. Honestly, like just the way that they filmed this and the forward thinking that they had or the way they made this movie was fucking nuts. I don't know who the director is. I'm sure you do. Paul fucking Verhoeven. Okay. To the talented mind behind Total Recall. He the, the man had vision. The way this movie was shot, the POV scenes, even though we just talked about how not a big fan of POVs. But hey, we like we like POV. Just POV gets a little old after a while. Sometimes yeah. you want to step back and see the scene. You got to sprinkle it in. You got to sprinkle it exactly. in. Exactly. The panels and like the 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 cutaways from like the news footage to the to the fake commercials. It's all excellently excellently spliced together. And this movie's like only really about an hour and a half long. It's not long at all. 
and it doesn't feel like it's an hour and a half. It feels doesn't feel rushed, doesn't feel long. It's like a perfect. The pacing is is right on top. There's right. no no giant lulls in it. There's no point where I like got bored. I'm like, yeah, I got to walk away. And um, yeah, but I love the news thing. They were like, well, they were testing a space laser, <laughs> and it went off. And <laughs> hold on, that whole world is fucked. It's fucked, but it. What I love about it is it's obviously in the future. And even for coming out in the 80s and late 80s, it's obviously set in the future, but it's not like future future. Like the car is far off from now. No, even I mean, you're a car guy. Even that uh, 6000 SUX the sucks. The suck. <laughs> the suck 6000. Yeah, even the <laughs> even the SUX looks like it could be something that comes out next week. And, and you know, yeah. and not, you know, what I'm saying it's not it's it, it's timeless in that way. You know what I mean? It has that that vision enough to like, oh, shit, we're in the future, but not like crazy, crazy future. Not like Marty McFly back to the future dose future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no hover cars. There was no nothing like that. Like they're still driving ice cream truck box vans or whatever <laughs> the fuck you want to call it. UPS trucks. Sometimes you got to <laughs> drive your truck into a bat of toxic waste and watch and watch your your henchmen turn into the fucking toxic Avenger. I like how it was the future, but like they just had a giant vat of toxic waste just sitting there. By I mean, the, it was by, it w- it was labeled by the steel mill and on the road. <laughs> and it's the kind of toxic waste like it doesn't just like fucking burn you. Like apparently, it makes your skin drip off of your body. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not gonna kill you fast. Don't touch me, man. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm wearing them on my shirt right now, and I just couldn't be prouder. I couldn't be prouder. I'm surprised that like I am impressed that you found that shirt. That's pretty dope. I got to give a shout out to Johnny Barnes from John Barnes Audio, my friend and frequent, often music collaborator. He got the shirt for me. I can't remember where the site of it. I probably should plug the site. Um, it even has a little OCP insignia at the bottom, but it's cool because it's kind of a double reference. It's got Emil the henchman after he's been toxic wasted, but then at the bottom it says, "Buddy, I think you're slime," which is great because that's what that's what our protagonist says to. Clarence Boddicker in the beginning of the movie. You probably don't think I'm a very nice guy, do you? See, I got this problem. (laughs) Cops don't like me, and I don't like cops. I don't even know where to begin. I just fucking love this movie so much. And then he was like, okay, I'm done with it. He was like, all right, y'all can have him. And they shot him the fuck up. Dude. Everybody works in this movie so well. The fucking bad guys and the good guys, primarily Murphy, Peter fucking Weller, never saw him before when I was growing up, showed up in this, and he's just perfect in this role. He's perfect in this movie. Nobody else is... I know other people went on to play RoboCop and like some of the sequels and shit and spinoffs and the cartoon. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, but Peter Weller, I mean, he is RoboCop, right? Yeah, you can't tell me that Peter Weller ain't Christian Bale's daddy. You think they look alike? Exactly alike. Really? Yes. I don't, I don't get that. Like a young Peter Weller with hair, you think you think looks like Christian Bale? Yes. Huh. Well, that's up for debate. Comic-Cons, uh please email us at comiconspodcast.com if you think Peter Weller looks like Bale's baby daddy. Or as Shaq would say, I don't use the word baby daddy. I got two women I'm responsible for. I got six kids I'm responsible for. I got a sister I'm responsible for. 
I got a brother I'm responsible for. I got a father-in-law I'm responsible for. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't quote Shaq too much. All I hear is, oh, that's pretty much all I hear. Fair enough. When you hear the name Clarence and Boddicker, what do you hear? Red from the 70s show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, dude, isn't it funny? Like years, years and years later, when I would see Kirkwood Smith, the great character actor, probably doesn't get enough work in my humble opinion. When Agreed. I saw him, when I saw him in the 70s show, years and years later, I was like, oh my God, that's fucking Clarence, Clarence Boddicker. <laughs> And he's the dad and he's funny and I like him, but he played such a convincing, horrible guy. Oh, he was a dick. Dude, he puts the dick in Dick Jones. <laughs> I like he stole every scene he was in. Every scene. He owned that shit. Like it was such You burnt the fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do with this? Fuck can you fly, Bobby? When he throws a fucking henchman, they get the guy up on his legs and he throw him out after he's been fucking kneecapped. Everybody loves getting kneecapped in this movie, by the way. It's the easiest way to get him. It's the easiest way to get him. <laughs> he gets thrown in that fucking police car. Like, that's when you know. That's when you really know shit's going to fucking go off the goddamn rails. When they because throw him out fucking, of the goddamn All train. of you are expendable. Yeah, man. And this, And even when people do get shot, like the fucking gore, the practical effects in this movie, the squibs, the blood. Just two, 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 two. Like when our boy Ed 209 went in. Ooh. Shit, that's right. What am I talking about? Ed, two, Ed 209 starts off this goddamn movie before we even get to goddamn Robocop. Because Ed 209 is what sets the whole goddamn thing in motion. <laughs> because cause Murphy gets shot the fuck up. And then poor, I, I think his name was Randy. I, th I think it's, I think it was Mr. Mr. Kenny or something. Who? Uh, Kenny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Kenny, Kenny. Randy, something like that. Mr. Kenny is going to help us simulate a typical arrest and disarming procedure. Mr. Kenny, use your gun in a threatening manner. <laughs> Pointed at Ed Two O Nine. Yes, sir. First of all, they hand him a fucking Desert Eagle like they, they just got a Desert Eagle hanging around. Please put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to comply. I think you'd better do what he says, Mr. Kenny. You now have 15 seconds to comply. You are in direct violation of Penal Code 113, Section 9. You now have 5 seconds to comply. First of all, we've talked about this before. How the fuck did Ed 209 get up there? How did he get up in the building? <laughs> did he take the freight elevator in the back? <laughs> yeah, bring, bring him around. Man, they had to like helicopter him in and take some window planes out, just or window panes out. Anywho. But so, if you're in that boardroom, wouldn't you be the guy standing up going, uh, I'll be right back. I just got to run to the bathroom. Like as soon as you saw that motherfucker well, come if, in. If I'm the guy doing the demo on it, the bitch ain't going to be loaded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why was Ed 209 loaded? Right. <laughs> Just saying, yeah. let him display what he can do. Right. And this is when he would shoot the, the, the culprit, right? Yeah. Not, not he like. He would shoot him. And not only does he shoot Kenny like one time. 
He fucking loads. <laughs> and then that one jackass was like, go get a paramedic. Right. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. Dead, yo. That after scene is like it. You know, I, I was watching it again. I watch this movie like once a month easily. And I'm always impressed. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of this throughout the movie. But the extra actors they have in the scenes, they do a really good job of throwing out the extra dialogue to kind of fill the scene. Like it was a really that scene still holds up because it's really convincing how the room is being handled after it happens. Like, A, there's people scrambling. People are crying, sobbing. People are yelling, don't touch him. Someone's saying call a paramedic, even though it's very obvious he's fucking gone. Um, but it's very like I like the frantic, the franticness of the scientist trying to unplug his ass. <laughs> Dude, and then and then there's a distinct shift in tone when the executives immediately just keep moving on. Like they don't, they wipe the blood off their face and they're like, "All right, so what's next?" And he was like, "Sir, it's just a, it's just a malfunction. We can get it fixed." And then here comes your boy Bob. Bob Morton comes in with the save for the RoboCop, but fucking Bob Morton's also the same guy. When they're like, "It's a shame about Mr. Kenny. He's the same asshole." It's like that's life in the big city. That's life in the big city. <laughs> life in the big want... city you just get shot by a giant police robot apparently for doing your job he worked all his way up to get in the suit in the boardroom to get in that boardroom on the see, top if, floor see if iron fist was there if iron fist see if iron fist was, <laughs> that's a great let's stop right here we can talk about robocop later if iron fist was in robocop we would have had a lot more time in that boardroom wouldn't we we would have no, no, he'd, he'd, be like, he'd be like, hey, hey, shut that robot up. Shut that robot up. We're talking about quarterlies. Hey, uh, Daniel Rand, are you going to take out that fucking Ed 29 with your kung fu skills or your iron fist that keeps glowing? No, 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 no. We're going to sit here and we're going to talk for a little bit. We need some <laughs> Don't more. Don't worry. Board. We didn't hold guns up at him. No. <laughs> <laughs> we need some more boardroom scenes. Dick uh, fucking Jones. Got that Ronnie Cox. He's one rotten son of a bitch, isn't he? He's evil as fuck. He's evil as fucking Total Recall too, but I love how he's, and I love how he's the villain in both of these movies. Like, but if you, if if you, if they, if anyone out there hasn't seen Total Recall, you need to fucking watch it. The Arnold Schwarzenegger version. I mean, it's, a, it's such a close. It's like a cousin of RoboCop in so many ways, like the style of mm -hmm. it, and like, but even the theme. the realism yet futurism of it, like yeah. it's it all works out. And the kneecapping, people fucking getting <laughs> kneecapped. You know, let's like not a, shoot him. No, no, because then I I need to incapacitate so I could tell you my evil plan. And every all the guns have like fucking automatic rounds where it's like, trr, trr, like all the pistols are fucking like this motherfucking RoboCop. He let off at least like thirty three round bursts. Yeah. Didn't reload once. No. Brr, 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 brr. Reload, motherfucker! Like what? What do you care? It's a normal size magazine. He don't look. He doesn't have to reload the same way. He doesn't have to move out of the way of a speeding truck any any faster than you would when you're doing the robot dance. Okay, he that's slow RoboCop, man. Shout out to him because he came up with that whole shtick. That's why the new RoboCop didn't work. He was too fast. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, hey, 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 pump your brakes. You're a robot. Slow, slow down, motherfucker. <laughs> You're too fast. And that slow RoboCop gives you that eerie walk. If I'm sitting there and I hear them footsteps coming oh, down the hallway. Let me hallway, hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. That 
I'm out. Whatever I'm doing, I'm stopping. I love that too. I love the police force, right? They're in disarray. They're talking about strikes. They're not happy. It's fucking, you know, Delta City is a shithole. They're underpaid. And they see Robocop come in and their reaction to him. It's it's cool. There's like one group of them that's kind of like, what the fuck is that thing? And there's another group that's like, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, even the chief is like, Murphy. What is this? God damn it. <laughs> I don't know that guy's name. He's great. Uh, another He's great character. Shit ton of movies, too. dude. Another great character actor. He's great in that role. Hey, <laughs> Lewis, when you're done fucking around with your subject, you mean fucking Roundhouse Patrick Swayze kicking him in the face? Because Lewis doesn't fucking, she doesn't take he any came, bullshit. She came in swinging. Nancy Allen. I never saw her in anything after these movies. I don't know if she did in any other movies. I'm sure she did. Somebody could probably correct me. But I only saw her in these three Robocop movies one, dos, and tres. <laughs> You know, and the thing is, I didn't hate her. No, I loved her. Like, she wasn't, she was great. Oh, I love her when she's popping that that bubble gum. Just. But oh. let's talk about that. When they catch up with the, with the henchmen at the warehouse, did you notice, like, this time around, I think I was like, I, I don't think I ever noticed this before. Like, she basically only gets fucked up because she looks down at some black dick. Some dick. Jones. She looked at some dick and he slapped the fuck out of her. She was probably into some BBC. Yeah. Because he was like, mm -hmm. he waited for the look. He waited. <laughs> he was like, can I zip this up? And she sat there and she's paused for a minute. She paused for a minute. She's blowing her bubble gum. And then she's like, <laughs> he was like. Because she pops the bubble while she while he's pissing. She could have just snuck up on him, knocked him out, or just said freeze or freeze, hands up. But no, she stopped and watched him and then looked mm -hmm. down. Yeah. So that's something I never noticed before in terms of like, I mean, I know what happened. She gets knocked out, but I never noticed. I was like, man, she really got she was trying to She was trying to peep that Alabama black snake. In other words, had she not gotten distracted by the dick, we might not have a Robocop. She could have took him out. She might have been able to be back up. She might have been able to come in and save the day when he got surrounded, maybe like distract him. I, we, I, I so really, the, the dick was the catalyst to the movie. The BBC. I'll be damned. You know? I like this theory. I mean, without the BBC, there's no Robocop. I like it! How about that fucking music, dude? I love the score. The score. I think it's Basil. What the fuck is his name? That's going to kill me. Basil Podiatrist? I can't be right. <laughs> Robo score. Basil Polidorus. Why is it so fucking good? It's so goddamn good. It's just epic. It came out of nowhere, too. Like, you just got a motherfucker on a Simps xylophone going to work on it. There we go. It's epic. It is epic. And there's a couple scenes too where like the, the lead up and even like when he goes back to his house his old house yeah it has like that eerie like old school thriller vibe to it where they tune it yeah but and like he the... oh, dude, <laughs> the, the fucking warehouse scene <laughs> like when i hear this and by the way, yes, I do drive, you know, around town, just listen to the Robocop theme sometimes by myself. 
They haven't. Um, I, when I hear this, it brings something out of me, you know? Like, hey, like goosebumps, hairs on your, your arms stand up, and you're like, I could save somebody right now. Boom, down, boom, down, down, boom, down, boom, down. Come on. You go reach, you go reach on, on your leg for your 50 caliber three round <laughs> burst gun. And you're like, oh, shit, I must have left it at home. It does right. make me feel like I could fuck some shit up. You know, you can shoot somebody in the dick. Right. I could shoot somebody in the dick and then tell her, madam, you suffered an emotional crisis. Yeah, it's not good. If you're walking along the streets of Delta City at night, watch out because those goons will just come out of nowhere and fucking just. And they're going to cut your hair from up yeah. top and down below. Can you believe that this movie, as violent as it was, actually spawned a cartoon? Which was awesome. Like, I and, and I, re I remember the cartoon because I had the action figures. The, uh, the action figures actually had, like, a little cap gun thing in the back of them. Yeah. Where, like, so the when spark they... spark thing? Yeah, so you'd be firing, yeah. like, pretending to be shooting, and, like, it would go off, like, fucking caps. And I think it was for, like, age six, six and up. You couldn't, you can't, they couldn't make that shit nowadays. Fuck no, they couldn't. That Robocop cartoon, let's check it out real quick. I forgot the intro on it, but it was sick. Oh, dude. So many, so many great. Officer Alex J. Murphy and his partner, Ann Lewis, fight to rid the decaying city of the criminal element which invests it after being mortally wounded in the line of duty. <laughs> It even has like the like the same movie intro. Dude, they even drew the henchman to look like Clarence Boddicker and his crew after being mortally wounded. Mortally wounded? They shot him in the fucking head. They yeah. shot him like 20 times in the chest. They blew off his goddamn hand. He barely survived. Mortally wounded. They killed that motherfucker. I think he dies in the hospital. Like, all right, call it. And then, and then uh, OCP's like, uh, we'll we'll take him. It's kind of like a comic book, isn't it? Like the way, the way it cuts from him dying to like we see the POV, like RoboCop's POV of him turning on. It's it's very and Bob's much like, like, oh shit. And then. I guess they did it on New Year's Eve or, you know, during recovery process or something. He comes on and they having a New Year's Eve party and these motherfuckers is getting lit. Getting lit the fuck up. He even gets a little, a little smooch. He gets a, he gets a crown and a smooch. And a smooch. <laughs> I like that, though, because that was a clever way of showing the time elapsing of him being like worked on. Like if he's in the lab and they're doing the targeting system and then they're put the LED in and then the little and then he wakes up again, then it's fucking New Year's Eve, then he wakes up again, he's got a fucking whole body. Apparently he eats baby food for his organ. I guess he has like real organs in there somewhere. Yeah, so his his sustain his organic components or something like that. Did you catch the bit where I guess he they were gonna let him keep the arm and Bob Morton was like, lose the fucking arm. Lose the fucking arm, give him this one. I don't think I've ever noticed that before, but after watching the newer Robocop, I wonder if that was homage to that scene because in the newer Robocop, they he kept the arm. Yeah. So I, I wonder if they, that was like their homage to like, no, let's let our Robocop keep the arm. I don't know why that yeah. would matter, but. Yeah, he was like, lose it. He was like, why do you, they're like, we saved the arm. Why'd you save the arm? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, give him this one. 
So you could feel your dick when you jerk while you jerk. <laughs> then the one guy who was holding bear hostage, and he said, you know what I do, people? He was like, I kill people who jerk me off. <laughs> right. Don't jerk me around. I want a new car with shitty gas mileage. <laughs> and I want my old job back. 6,000 SUX? Yeah. Whatever. Well, cruise control? Whatever you want, we'll throw in a what does he say? We'll throw in a mark link, whatever the fuck that is. Something like that. He was like, Don't jerk off, don't jerk me off. Man, Pakistan is invading our borders. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that scene where Robocop goes to the goddamn wall and fucking pulls him out. Yanks his ass out. And, and he throws this motherfucker out the window. Kills him. You know he did. He did. And the crowd goes wild. And then it cuts to the reporters like, and that was the scene on the street today in Delta City. Because they're so used to death, murder, and mayhem. All the murder, death, kill in the world at Delta City. So it doesn't phase them at all. But they were just like, you know what? At this point, they're just looking They're just looking for cool killings. And yeah. this dude getting yanked out the window and tossed. I mean, yeah. he kind of had it coming, you know. I mean, he did he, he did shoot one person, I believe. I think even somebody at, was already dead. That's what I'm saying. Even when you watch this as, as a kid, and maybe it's also because our generation grew up on the 80s and 90s, like action movies where they were like- just Where everybody's getting shot. Unapologetically yeah. like violent. But you watch these growing up, they make these guys bad enough so that there's no like, whoa, did Robocop have to kill that guy? Like, no, he, he was yeah, still- mo- He had to go. I mean- his directives though just say uphold the law, preserve the public trust or some shit. And I guess he can only then, murder somebody if they're like murdering people or if they're a gun. Yeah. If they have a gun, if they're a threat. Because he does just straight up murder people in this movie. <laughs> so many people die. In I this don't movie. think he arrests anybody because even fucking. Because even arrests the, guy, the Clarence? The first time. Yeah, you're right. After he threw him through a couple of plate windows. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like. He already told everything that he knew. It's Dick Jones. Toss. But didn't he? I said I work for Dick Jones. Toss. <laughs> but dude, didn't he? Uh, but didn't he like clothesline the guy that was sticking up the store with a machine gun? He like reverse clothesline that guy and somehow made him spin upside down and backwards into a fucking fridge. Yeah, he just came in and went hard like that. <laughs> that dude. First of all, who hides their safe under a bunch of Miller lights? uh i used to <laughs> it was like open the safe i don't have a safe kick open the fucking safe <laughs> i'm pretty sure that guy's dead though yeah oh yeah i mean if because not, they, he is paralyzed from the neck down easily he's easily a uh you know paraplegic paraplegic i was about to say quadriplegic quadriplegic yeah probably that yeah you know because i mean they say in the fucking movie like he's got like 400 foot tons or some shit on his fucking hand grip 400 yeah so if you're fucking, if you're swaying your titanium Kevlar arm this way to clothesline somebody, you're not fucking waking up from that shit. Human bones can't handle that kind of impact. She says he could crush every bone in your body. Yeah, that, every that's hand something. in your, every bone in your hand. Oh, okay. But but that's just because he was doing the handshake thing. See, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, if he can do that, like, and I, for, I, I forget that sometimes, like, his his hand... He's super strong. He's super fucking strong. Yeah. So, I mean, even though he's slow, he he packs one hell of a clothesline. Once he gets some miss on you, (laughs) he fuck around, put them paws on you. 
it's over. <laughs> Let's make it interesting then. RoboCop versus T-800. T eight hundred. Yeah, I'm saying that Arnold. Let's let's not let's not throw liquid metal in the mix because I mean. All right, because okay. T eight hundred is a little faster than Robocop. <laughs> I am gonna say T eight hundred just because he has more futuristic tech. But what tech does he really have? I mean, he got his eyeball scanner and all this other shit. But but, but Robocop has the targeting system, and 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 he can play back video. <laughs> <laughs> but we we've also i mean he can't play back video he, he can do playback too he's always oh, got the spike the spike is sick but 800 has more of a humanoid android type thing he's more he's more cyborg than robot i'm saying they don't have guns neither one of them it's just brawling just hands just hands. oh eight, 800 just because he's a little faster yeah <laughs> not by much wouldn't that be great to see a movie where robocop t800 where robocop and t800s are just running around delta city and maybe we throw in a fucking predator just for shits and gigs just speed walk speed walking around delta city bro (laughs) i mean come on at least arnold i mean arnold will steal a bike Robocop will have his Taurus. Oh yeah, that's true. And they could they they could do they could do some damage. And Predator shows up on a fucking hoverboard from Back to the Future. We're like, okay, look, this movie's who's directing this? Michael Bay. <laughs> Dude, you could put Michael Bay as the director, and I'd fucking show up there opening day. Because you know you're gonna get some explosions. I'm gonna get all the explosions, and I'm gonna get a Robocop fighting Terminator fighting predator on a ford taurus that's hovering on a fucking hoverboard done done take my take my money i won't even bootleg that one won't even bootleg that shit bro i'd buy that for more than four a dollar, dollar. <laughs> <laughs> i'd buy that for a dollar how'd you like how the henchman was sitting outside of the tv store watching the show and yeah. people are fucking rioting shit rioting. So he breaks the window to turn the tv up because he's by himself he just got out of prison okay he's just trying to watch his favorite show i'd buy that for a dollar and now he can't hear it because everybody's fucking rioting around him and he's like he's pissed off he just wants to watch his goddamn show and drink his beer you know what i mean yeah so he's like smash turn it up and then wait for the crew to show up god forbid the police really do go on strike one day just across the country you know what i'm saying and there's a real fucking riot just nationwide and we're just all all we're trying to do is watch some quantum leap you know what i'm saying you and me on the street corner <laughs> i'm like hey yo shut the fuck up i'd be like the guys in the barbershop talking to john mayer <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah y'all better bring in some quest love oh my god <laughs> Um, yeah, man, it's it's I such mean, a great movie. I'm all over the place. I just can't think of any. I just can't. How, think of how bad did you feel for him when he went to his old house and that bitch was for sale? Dude, it's hard. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> like, like, and again, it, like the music serves it really well. And the fact that you see the anguish 
you identify with the anguish within the character, even though he's covered up in metal and his face is covered. Like that just goes to show you just how great Peter Weller is. Like with the mm-hmm. movements and the the intensity with the music and the intensity of the emotion, where his jaw clenches and he punches the TV and it's because it's all the way it all floods back to him is so well done. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because it was like the slow walking through through the house in the first part. And then he starts frantically going down the yeah. hallways towards the end of the tour. Like, where the fuck? Like, what is going to, on? Right. Like trying to get the fuck out of there. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly right. So frantic and manic towards the end. And um, and when he says, like, later at the steel mill <laughs> next to the toxic waste, uh, when he sell, when he tells Lois, like, Lois or Lewis, whatever, he's like, yeah. I can feel them, but I don't remember them. Oh, God, and now you watch it now as a proud pop, you're like, oh, dude. <laughs> and, then, and I'm just like, you know what? Fuck, fuck them for just being like, hey, you know what? Yo, your daddy's Robocop. I mean, it'd be nice if his son knew his dad was Robocop. I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> what is the timeline? Because I guess it had to have been like, because he said we'd have a protocol up and running in 90 days. Bob Morton told the old man that. Right after mm-hmm. Kenny got fucking blasted away, they're already talking about fucking timelines. It's like, all right, look, I can have him up and <laughs> he could be running in 90 days. 90 days. So let's say, let's say, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say it was 90 days from the time he got murdered, right? That's three months, roughly, right? She was gone. She was gone. House <laughs> sold. They moved on. They started over. Way gone. Like, way and- gone. And he, I mean, he he does work for the police department. He could have got access to the new address. He, he, I mean, there was no Google. That's true. There what? was no there was no Googs, but he, he still had do. that spiky thing that apparently could do face recognition in five minutes. So why, why did every piece of major equipment in that movie have a insert for the spike thing? Uh, because that's what that's how you get data. You don't use they didn't use USB fobs in this in this timeline. They use they use the <laughs> spike the spike things. Which whoever created that, by the way, deserves a goddamn medal of gold, like a gold fucking medal. If RoboCop won the fight between T-800, he would win with the spike. He'd have to win with the spike, right? The spike would be the killer. Yeah, because all you have to do is really knock out the T-800's eyes, and then he's just like clawing around and shit. You know, he can't fucking... Or T-800 will have him in some kind of death grip, and he's just like, shing! Yeah. But everything, like, and that just goes to show you, like, everything in this movie is used and utilized perfectly. Like, they introduce us to the steel mill when where where Murphy turned is essentially murdered, and mm-hmm. and will eventually become RoboCop. Then we return to the same steel mill at the end of the movie, like full circle, like and full circle grandstand. Yeah, dude. And then that spike he used, like, like that, like if it, if all he used that spike for from his hand was to access. You know records in the police station i would have i would have been pissed right you know what i'm saying but no we see it I'm like oh that thing's kind of peculiarly sharp and <laughs> seems very dangerous just for something that's going to access records oh wait he's going to use that to fucking murder clarence boddicker right in the jugular <laughs> but the first time we saw it we did not see that coming no fuck no we I didn't. didn't see the spike kill dude the spike kill <laughs> and that's, so so much let's get that blood let's get that let's get that sound effect let's get that yeah that, 
Dude, let's get that right here. It's so good. Clarence! And he's coming for him. <laughs> oh, slow. Oh, very slow. <laughs> oh, of course, his buddy Nash has to drop the shit on him. And uh, Clarence goes for the fucking random sharp-ass pole. Oh, this scream here that Weller gives us when he stabs him. I thought it was over. Oh. Here it is. Here it is. Squeak, squeak, squeak. The the anime blood squirting out the neck. Dude, that sound. That was like the same sound that the Predator makes when he goes to heat vision mode. Wow. Wow. So good. Don't worry. They'll fix you. They fix everyone. I'm <laughs> getting this heavy ass thing off me. Alfred shows up. If you can't lift a bloody brick of mold, what's the good what's the use of all those push? I, I'm, look, I had a long day. I ain't here to hear that shit today. Right. Fuck you, I'm Alfred. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck you, Alfred, you naysaying bitch. Mm -hmm. your, bo your boss is the one who probably funded my program. Bro, all the way. All the way. Bruce, Bruce was like, I'm going to design this so I can fight it. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it because he's going to see me as a criminal. Did RoboCop and Batman ever cross paths, like in the comics? Like I know, because I know there was a Batman Predator comic book that was amazing. I don't know about it. Nah, I don't think so. Batman mean, Predator does make sense. Oh, that that comic was amazing. That came two, out in like the nineties. Hunters, yeah. That was that was that was fantastic. If you don't know, kids, you googs Batman vs Predator. Um, but yeah, no, I think Batman Batman and RoboCop that'd be a sick team up. You know. Batman be like, yo, hurry the fuck up. Hurry the fuck up. This is a stealth mission. <laughs> Make Dude, all that goddamn noise. When you watch this movie again and, and you can kind of get past your, your love for it and, and the wonder and the sheer awesomeness that is this movie, because it is the greatest movie of all time, in my humble opinion. Um, when you get past all that, and you rewatch like the like the pan out scenes, like for example, the aforementioned truck that goes flying into the toxic waste. He just kind of slightly moves out of the way, like just in time. But then when it pans out and we see the, the pan out shot, like he way out the way. He's he's like way out the way, but like walking this like walking the way you'd walk uh, along a trail at a park on a sunny day. Like he's strolling, just like he, walking. He's, <laughs> he's cool, guys. Don't look at explosions. <laughs> His back is turned. <laughs> he turned around and he walks away. Oh my god, it's so good. Looking for me. So good. Murphy? Is that you? We we killed you. Oh, I love that scene when he fucking confronts him. That dude knew who he knew who it was instantly. Oh yeah, because he'd probably never heard of anybody going, dead or alive, you're coming with me. That yeah, fucked he, him up. He's like, We killed you. Brr, brr. We killed you. <laughs> <laughs> Your sound effect for those guns, for all the guns in this movie is fantastic. Uh, thank you. I, 
Lots of gun sound effects. So what does Ed 209 even have? He has like, are those mini guns on each arm? It looks like, yeah. I mean, it just looks like, like, like yes, cannons. Yeah. They like 40 millimeter cannons, 50 cal can something like that. But he shouldn't have been loaded. And the 50 cal, like that, the 50 cal rifle things that they use to like, oh. <laughs> they're like shooting in the fucking street and blowing up cars and shit. Just single shot explosions. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and and why did they always have to have? Why did the black guy have to shoot it all stupid? Everybody else is like, "Oh, let me hold this gun properly." He's like, "I'm gonna put it on my dick." Well, how does that make you feel, huh? How does that make you feel? <laughs> I mean, he he was already pushing the the stereotype pretty hard. His laugh, ah! was dude. His laugh was pretty great though. <laughs> Come on, because he he so bad. I think that was his choice. Like he probably did that. He made that choice. Like I'm gonna, I'm just, ha- I'm gonna have this maniacal laughter when I'm fucking shooting at shit. Even after he knocks Lewis off the goddamn <laughs> scaffolding. That shit that, was funny as hell. On that pile of potatoes or whatever the fuck she landed on. Because when I sit there and think about it, I'm like, I would have laughed too. Ha <laughs> 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 And they keep on rolling. All right, but, yeah, I knocked her the fuck out. But you didn't kill her. You told Clarence you took her out, you, and you didn't. I so mean, he he took her out. He had a soft spot for her, I think. He was like she was looking at my dick. Yeah, she was looking at my dick. She was impressed. She was impressed. So, I just kind of Clarence. Clarence. The whole movie, the whole the whole cast was sick. Um, God. I can't think of I can't think of any bad parts of this movie. Even the commercials in the news reports. Oh, the commercials are all great. amazing, and they get better through the franchise. It it is just a solid movie. It's perfect in any way, in every way. The themes are perfect. the The story is perfect. Everything about it is perfect. Even the one. Okay, someone might argue that maybe some of the special effects don't hold up. I think the special effects do hold up. Obviously, when Dick Jones falls to his death at the end of the movie in his arms. Why has he got long arms? Why was his arms so long? <laughs> that You could just chalk that up to when you're falling out of a building that height in Delta City, your arms will increase in size and, and just leave it alone. You know what I mean? I mean, but for 1987? Oh, shit is dope. And you got to think, that's released. These were 86 graphics. And they were using like models and real practical effects. They were using, like I said earlier, they were using the squibs. Um, I mean, everything about it, dude. Everything about it. I I miss pre-green uh, CGI green screen world. Well, that's just it. I mean, I think I think the best special effects work when you have a blend of the two. You know? Yeah. Like when you have a blend of like CG and practical, like even in st- the Star Wars Rogue One movie, like they did a really good job of using the scales and models that they use in the original Star Wars with the CG stuff. So it was like a blend of the two, and you and you get a bigger sense of like the scope and size of everything. Like you get in this movie, you get a sense of how big Ed Two Hundred Nine is, even though it's a fucking model. Yeah, that they put together. Even though he got bitched at the end, he did get bitched. Well, well, okay, no, he got bitched twice. First of all, he got bitched by them stairs. I was going to say, how, which one is more bitch? Is it bitch for him to fall down the stairs because that motherfucker only had three toes on each foot? Or is it bitch that he just got blown away? One shot. With that 50, that 50 cal in one two shot. Shots. Yeah, because he, 
right Ro- robocop decided to shoot him a couple times oh he did get sh- he did yeah he did <laughs> shoot him twice it not now the bigger bitch is upstairs it has to be right <laughs> oh shit he's like right. oh he is the he is the perfect killing machine had he just gone in like barreling in and just tumbled down, it wouldn't have been his bitch. But the fact that he stopped and felt with those little toes and then fell. <laughs> he went out. But then also, I do like at the end after he got blown up and his legs fell down and like one of his toes was like wiggling, like twitching. <laughs> It's great attention to detail. I love that. It's shit. great attention to detail. And, it you know, the writers thought that up somehow, like in the room, like, oh, yeah, you know, what's great. We won't just make him let him kill him, right? We'll we'll make it so that he just can't go downstairs, and that's what fucks him up. <laughs> because RoboCop is a man; he can go downstairs. He understands stairs. He might be slow, but he can go down some stairs. He can even roll around in a parking garage a little fast if he, you know. He rolled around faster in that parking garage than he walked. Right. Like he just, he, he just can't run. When he crawled to get to that one spot to where Lois found him. Oh, yeah, that was some good crawling. He, he was like, some... boom, boom. <laughs> okay, and let's talk about how dickheadery, the dickheadery of the cops. When she put him in her cop car, they were just like, open fire. Right. She... Give... <laughs> That's still a cop in there. <laughs> okay, at least with him, like, they show the cops, like, hey, what are you doing? Come on. The same guy that was talking about strike in the opening of the movie is like, hey, what are you doing? He's a cop, for Christ's sake. And they're like, we have orders to kill it. All right, that makes sense. Like, there's always going to be some OCP dickheads that are just, you know, yeah. they'll do whatever executive management wants, right? But it's funny because RoboCop's they- presence overturned the striker's views. Right. Like, that right. guy was turning and like, okay, you know what? We are cops. Let's do this. Right, right. Because exactly. we have help. Right. And then they're like, terminate. And it's weird, man, like the movies, even though they were made by different people, and I don't know how well involved the writers of the original were in the sequels, but the similar themes carry on throughout, like the style is still very prevalent in the next two movies, which was why there might not, I might not love them as much as the original, but I still go through them every now and then because they're still, they still hold true to that, like that style and like the themes, like even by the third one, it's all about poverty and like moving people out of their houses and 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 the privatized police force battles the, the homeless people and the homeless people team up with the poor people and they that they battle the police and robocop comes in with that jetpack you know <laughs> that fucking jetpack was dope bro come on man jetpacks make everything better jetpack robocop would fuck up t800 in a heartbeat <laughs> now jetpack t800 we're in trouble Ooh, you just made it spicy I made it extra spicy. I fucks with it. Throw a predator in the mix on a hoverboard, a a hot pink hoverboard, and now we're all in trouble. I think I think we need both of said participants in a one liner contest with predator on a hoverboard as a referee. Oh, okay. I like it. I like rap battle. So Arnold (laughs) has to go up against Murphy. Okay. In a okay. zinger, in a one-liner competition. In a one-line zinger. Give me a predator on a humber, hoverboard as the ref. Give me your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Come with me, or there'll be trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, ah! And then predator's just like, ah! Oh, God. I love it. 
I'd buy that for a dollar. I, I honestly just want to see a full episode of that show. I know. I want to know what what the whole deal is. I want to know because what the whole deal is. everyone was laughing at that show during the course of this movie. Oh, it's so good, so good. Well, apparently, if you're a bad guy and you kill innocent people for a living, you love that show. No, but even the store the store owner was watching it. Oh, he was. That's right. While he was about to get robbed. That's right. I like how both the store the store owner and his wife are gleefully smiling, like so happy. As RoboCop says, thank you for your cooperation after he just murdered that guy by clotheslining him into the fridge. And damn it, the whole store is completely damaged, with, riddled with bullets. Couldn't you take this guy out of here? Right. <laughs> you, Couldn't you drag you him just, out of here and take just, him to the morgue? Just killed him and left him here. And you done spoiled all my milk. Right. All the milk's <laughs> gone. All the, Col- all the Colt 45s are spilt. You bitch slapped the shit out of that guy. All the Bud Heavies and Miller Heavies are just fucking all over and the Miller lights are kicked over. The safe lights, if you will. <laughs> Ooh, 35 years, brother. It holds up. 35 years, man. 35 years. 35 if, years. If this was in 4K, like if they found a way to remaster it in the 4K, mm. it would look like it just came out. Crazy. I saw it. I must have seen it. I must have saw it in 89 when it came on VHS. Um, cause I was living overseas, no big deal. And, uh, on a boat, on a boat in a houseboat in Spain. And by the time the embassy had a copy, you know, I was like, all right, let's check it out. You know? And that was my mom for you. Anytime she wanted to watch something, it didn't matter what the fuck it was. If she wanted to watch it, we were going to end up watching with her. You know, didn't you used to get like boxes of VHSs? Yeah. So like people rel- would just ship you a box yeah. of just different movies. We'd have relatives over, uh, you know, stateside. They would be taping all the stuff coming on HBO. So they tape two to three movies at a time on HBO. Just let, let the bitch run. Then they'd record it, label it, send it over. So we, a lot of our movie watching was stuff that was coming on HBO in the late 80s, early 90s. So hence like RoboCop and other stuff like that would show up after being out in theaters a few years back. Yeah. You know, when it's it used hot. to when it used to have that logical progress progression of you know theaters for as long as it needed to be then hbo or cinemax and that that's was right stars back in the day when you had to just watch what was on mm-hmm. you couldn't stop it so whatever was coming on your hbo your one hbo by the way not west not south not latin yep. not no just one hbo this is the eight o'clock movie for tonight this was before dvr Oh yeah, dude! <laughs> like you just so had to watch what was had on. To be there. Oh, I'm watching Married to the Mob apparently with Michelle Pfeiffer and Dean Stockwell because that's the eight o'clock movie tonight. Oh shit! Next is Beverly Hillbillies. Gonna oh. watch that too. Here we are <laughs> on the raggedy edge. Do you have a favorite scene from this classic gem? This gemstone that we we're talking about as we approach midnight and we're about to both turn into pumpkins. God, I'm gonna say him getting shot the fuck up. That's your favorite scene? Yeah. God damn. It was so gratuitous. It made, they didn't have to shoot him that fucking much. No, they didn't. And they finished it off with the boom, headshot. Boom, boom, boom. All right, all right. Hold on. She pops around the corner and there's five dudes just dumping. Bro, they dumped into him. Shotguns, Uzis. Boom, 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 boom. And he's like. And the whole time he's like. Ah! <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. It's fucking. <laughs> wow, that is certainly not my favorite scene, but I, but I, 
it, it is gut wrenching, and it is it stays with you for sure. Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's my fave. No, it's surprising for the first two seconds, but then like fifteen seconds in, it's just funny. <laughs> I'd have to say that warehouse scene is still pretty solid when he, he came in strong. He can't kills all those henchmen. <laughs> Granted, <laughs> I mean, talk about the slowest takedown of like fifty henchmen. You know, where he's just I mean, like pointing and turning around when he gets shot he kind of turns around slow and he's <laughs> like not a single one <laughs> henchman went for the went for the uh the fire exit no. i mean at that point once i see him slowly taking people out i could be gone gone people are getting shot some some henchmen were getting shot and then in their anguish turning and shooting another henchman i mean those are always the best kills that's a two for one. Oh, those are my favorite <laughs> ah! <laughs> It's like that Carl Weathers shit when he gets his arm sliced off and the arm's still shooting. <laughs> like, I don't know how it works, but fuck it, I'm in. Fuck it, I love it. Oh, no. That was a good scene, though. I mean, he's lucky she fixed his targeting system. I mean, she, she's he's very lucky. Aim for me. You know? <laughs> she's like, left, left, left. There you go. And then just... That baby food got fucked up. He should have ate some, though. Should have. <laughs> He went to the building with an empty stomach. Yeah, man, I think there's um, there's a lot. There's just too much to, to name off that, that I love about this movie. Like, I'm pissed off that I know that there's some things, and I just watched it again tonight, mm. that I'm missing because there's just so many good parts of this movie. What do you rate this gem of a flick if we have six ratings? I mean, the Comic-Cons is another rating, so I need to go through the ratings. I'll go through the ratings. We have at the top of the heap, folks, when we're talking about rating our movies, okay? Now, we've rated this movie before. I don't know what I rated it back in 2016 when we talked about this movie the first time. But, hey, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a gander. Maybe you can Googs it. Maybe you can look it up. See, go back to the archives and maybe see if my, my vote has changed. Um, but we have at the top of the heap, call it a work, good, movie theater, good, home video, good, sick with the flu, good, solid, mm, catch it with, sick with it's the flu, cable. good. Catch it on, oh, fuck me. We have it's your show. Heat. I know. I know. <laughs> Call it a work. Good movie theater. Good home video. Good catch it on cable. Good sick with the flu. Good and solitary confinement. Good. James, give me what you got. I'm going to go with if it were to come out this week or next week. I'd call out of work for this. If I, I saw the if I saw the trailer for this, I call out of work for this. I agree. Even if I hadn't seen it before, or even if I had seen it before, if they were doing some kind of like 35th, you know, anniversary thing, I'd call it a fucking work for that shit. If they did a like high def re-release, like 35th anniversary, we're going. Oh, yeah, dude. Easily. I'd be like, <laughs> sure don't feel good. I would take a day. I would take a day. Even though most of those, like, even though most of the time when they do that, like they, they do it in the evening. Yeah. Like on a weekend, like a limited time only thing. But I probably but wouldn't I'm have not, to call out of work. I'm taking a day. day to prepare. I'm taking a day is my point. I agree. If I'm not calling out of work, I'm calling out. I'm calling out a wife. You know what well, I mean? Just go find somewhere to hang out for. A few Honey, hours. I gotta. I gotta go take care of this thing. <laughs> just disappear and watch RoboCop on a big screen. Because how cool Dude, would that RoboCop be? RoboCop and IMAX. Oh, that's gotta happen. Make that happen out there, Comic Cons. If you any anybody any listeners out there own a theater or know somebody who owns a theater or runs those Fathom events or whatever the fuck, 
Make that happen. If we don't have it for the 35th anniversary, maybe we can get it for the 40th. I don't know. Or just make a day out of it. Just do make the whole a day. trilogy. Do the trilogy. Just back. If we can get back to back to back RoboCop. If we have if, Batman Day, well, how come we don't have RoboCop Day? You know what? You wait. I mean, you got a point. How comes? <laughs> how comes these? How comes these? I can't come these. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love this movie. It it's it's a fun watch. Like even after all these years watching it, after I finished it today, I was I was hyped. Hyped. Hyped, ladies and gentlemen. I will probably watch two tomorrow. Yeah? Yeah. You know what? I think I will too. Two and three. Baxies to Baxies. <laughs> Askies to Mouthkeys. Now, you doing that on the commutes? I might have to, yeah, I might have to do that. Watch it on the train on the way, the, on the, way to the moon base. Why not? Until you see somebody try to snatch a person and you're going to stand up and start walking all slow. Yeah, real slow. The other way. <laughs> the other way. <laughs> you're like, mm -mm, nope. <laughs> oh. Mm -mm. No. Nope. Just for the listeners out there who can't see us, we were doing a little robot, you know. Yeah, I like how when they first brought him into the precinct, and like all the cops took off to go run look at him, but they just left people they just arrested oh. like standing in the lobby. I would have been like in the dust, in the dust, <laughs> right out the front door. <laughs> you ain't booking me, <laughs> no sir. Just give me my fucking phone call. He was so sick. Mm. <laughs> he walked in. He was like, uh, Barbara. Mm-hmm. I'm here to see Dick Jones. And she was like, he's she, he's expecting you, Mr. Barker. How about when he watch, walks into Bob Morton's house right before he kneecaps me? He goes, bitches, leave. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> At least he was nice about it. And then yeah, the one. He could have killed them, too. You're right. He could have. They could have they been dead. <laughs> bitches, leave. Bitches, they, leave. They rolled out. And then the one was like, you going to call me, Bob? <laughs> Bye, owie, kazowie. You know they grabbed the coke off the table when they left. Yeah, you know they did. Bitches leave. Shit. And they never once <laughs> paid for drugs. Not once. Not once. <laughs> and then he blew his ass up with a time grenade. With a time grenade. He was like, you sold him out. He was like, he was like, you told him everything. Hey, man, look at my fucking face <laughs> speaking of f words they threw the other f word that we're not allowed to say no yeah they anymore. threw that one around see it hell <laughs> i was like oh that's why it's rated r they 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 threw that word a lot back then like yeah i watched weird science not too long ago and michael fucking anthony hall drops that shit and he's like 18 19 years old in that goddamn movie playing a high schooler but yeah but he, of course but he, but he throws that shit out there just like yeah yeah and drops it i was like goddamn it was the late 80s i guess you would get destroyed saying that now you can't say that shit now there's a lot of shit we can't say anymore i mean sometimes we're gonna say it 
Yeah, well, you know, sometimes but, you stub your toe and you say something horrible. Even 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 that one, I ain't even gonna say on air. No. And I say a lot of things. <laughs> First of all, I forgot they even use that in the movie. Second of all, how much they used it in that movie. I was yes. like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> all right, maybe it's not as timeless as I said it was, but it, it still holds up as a solid, fun sci-fi action flick. It is my number one movie of all time, mainly because, again, I just love the themes. I love the story. I love the idea of a guy who comes in who basically is murdered and then ultimately pulls himself back together. On his first day. Yes. And uh, and comes back together as the hero of, of the day when he exacts revenge but also upholds justice and becomes himself again you know it almost has that fan of the opry kind of thing frankenstein-y um yeah hey what's your name murphy murphy it's the fact that peter weller did such a good job at not going full robot he didn't go full robot he was human enough that you could connect to him and that's what it is kids you never go full robot don't go full robot you never go full robot (laughs) All right. Speaking of, can't say that no more either. No, we can't. <laughs> and we never have. Actually, I think, I, I think we have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm kind yeah, of well, I'm kind of guilty of that. I'm kind it was of guilty year, of that one. It was years ago. Let's get retarded in here. Let's get retarded in here. But when you're using it in a song, is it okay? I think it is okay. Right? Okay. Now, how about the N word? Well, I think you guys can say it. <laughs> You guys can say it with a hard A, with a hard A, you know? But yeah, he didn't go full robot. He didn't go full and robot. And just put on a perfect performance. Yeah. So true. did so random fact, did you know like all his car scenes, he didn't have pants on? Yeah, that's right. Because he wouldn't be able, he wouldn't <laughs> he be able to fit. fit in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever those things were on his legs for the for the metal legs, he wouldn't fit in the car with them on. So he was just wearing he was just wearing boxer briefs, just hanging all out. All up topsies. <laughs> I noticed the camera cuts away every time he was about to get in the car too. They were like, "Hold on, we can't just <laughs> strip him down. Shoot him like he's going in. Get a shot of him maybe stepping in. One step, yep, yeah, one foot in. Cut it. Cut it. Strip him down. Or yeah, call man. In, call in the B team. Stunt team. Come on in. <laughs> it's just a stunt man with no no fucking draws on." <laughs> They're like, no, you can still wear boxers, Mark. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> this is how I do my job. I drive better with my dick out. <laughs> I drive better with my dick out. And that's the show, kids. Whatever we said on this podcast. All right. Whether you wanted to buy it for a dollar. Okay. Whether you wanted yeah. to hire some henchmen, you know. Uh, just remember at the end of the day, no matter what we said on this show, don't take it seriously because it is just fiction. Fiction, motherfuckers, okay? She is. She. <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs>